we're back. Welcome to But Make It Hallmark. Guys, it's the Thanksgiving edition. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone or belated by the time you hear this. That means we're going to be slammed with movies. This episode, we're diving into not one, not two, not three, but seven holiday movies from Countdown to Christmas and Miracles of Christmas. And guys, next week is going to be even more packed with eight movies. So we're just going to have to dive right in. Chingai, how have you been? I've been good, but yeah. Enough about me. Let's get into the movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, let, let's kick this off with Christmas CEO starring Marisol Nichols and Paul Green. A small toy company CEO gets a once-in-a-lifetime offer to merge with a mega toy company, but will need her estranged ex-business partner's signature to seal the deal. What he helps her rediscover will change both their lives. Not gonna lie, I watched this <laughs> in 2X. I am biased uh, against Paul Green. I like Marisol Nichols and Holly and Ivy, mm. and so I felt like this was quite a letdown. Also, I'm just tired of the toy company trope. <laughs> I feel like this movie would have been better served if it were Luke McFarlane, who was from mm. the other toy company movie. <laughs> What what else what else do we have to say? It, it's the typical you know the the type A businesswoman with a fun guy. Although I just don't buy oh. Paul Green trying to be like a rumpled Mark Ruffalo type. No, I just I no. can't I can't erase in my head that scene from When Calls the Heart, where he was like by the river with uh, Andre. <laughs> I can't. So automatically, Christmas CEO is a no for me. Um, I just have to, I have nothing to say, nothing good rather to say, so I'd rather not say anything mm -hmm. at all, but the one thing I have to put in is, uh, Paul Green shirtless, no thank you. Like, oh, I yeah. know you were giving it for the aunties, but don't open a movie with it because I will automatically, I'm also biased against him, so sorry to the fans, take this with a grain of salt, we will move on. <laughs> Let's. I'm sorry. Moving on to the One Miracles of Christmas, uh, offering this week or this episode, Five More Minutes with Nikki DeLoach and David Hayden Jones. Inspired by Scotty McCreary's song, Five More Minutes, a woman's Christmas wish is, an, is answered in unexpected ways when her late grandfather's journal turns up and reveals an untold romance. Guys, you know I'm a sucker for Miracles of Christmas. They have been killing it week on fucking week. I can't say it was <laughs> slated this week. However... There are good points. Number one, welcome back to the HCU. MVP, VIP star, Jason McKinnon. Honestly, when they opened the movie with him, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And then I got scared because he was the boyfriend. He was the current boyfriend of Nikki Deloach. And you know what they do to current boyfriends. They fuck them over. So they did Jason McKinnon dirty once again. And I am not appreciative of that. And so from that moment on in the movie, I was kind of like, mm, do I want to invest in this movie? Even if it was actually, I didn't know this based on a Scotty McCreary song. Nikki Deloach always brings it. I really like her relationship with her mom. It was a nice twist. I didn't see the grandpa being magical realism all in the end. So to be fair, totally perfectly benign a movie. A little bit treacly and sad, but that is the Nikki Deloach Miracles of Christmas recipe, right? It wasn't ugly. It wasn't bad, but guys, the movies this week are so fucking stacked that it just didn't make the cut. And also, sorry, can I just suggest that that leading guy, I'm sure we're trying to be diverse and give others a chance, but you know who would have been like the better upgrade? Victor Webster. <gasps> yeah, it's that yeah. build, that vibe, that like, 
big man, I'm gonna take care of you. I was in the Marines. I know he was busy getting married, but like, dude, make time. This is Nikki DeLoach, Victor Webster. That would have fucking blown my mind. This would have been my number one movie because you know how much we love Victor Webster. Or sorry, how much I love Victor Webster. <laughs> <laughs> and the height differential would have been amazing. But there, so that's my how could it have been better. But other than that, it was not bad, but just not great considering this week and guys if you notice we're doing a lightning round because we have to go through a lot so five more minutes maybe 10 more minutes 15 more minutes because <laughs> i needed to be a little bit more convinced okay moving forward let's go on to a kiss before christmas with gary hatcher and james denton desperate housewives alums <laughs> christmas eve ethan is disappointed to learn he's losing out on a promotion and laments that his nice guy way of doing business has held him back in his career. Thanks to some Christmas magic, Ethan's casual wish that his life had taken a different course becomes reality. I wanted, I wanted to like this movie because <laughs> the Good Witch didn't end well. Mm. And then, yeah, because before Christmas didn't end well for me too. I tried and then um, mm. I switched to 2X because I realized that this was a time travel movie. You know mm. our history with those tropes. Although they've been doing mm. it well recently, uh, I think this one fell way, way short. I mean, it was cute. Um, we start out when they were like 20 years younger and we see like the history between, you know, them as uh, young people meeting and them today as foster parents and all of that. But... Uh, it, it wasn't a romance, and mm. there was no grandfather to endear me to this, <laughs> this storyline. Apparently, grandfathers are all the rage oh, yeah. in 2021. There was none of that. It was very serious, and I felt like when, when the Dickens, Dickensian uh, style started to dawn on me, I was just getting depressed because like James Tennant had a shit ton of problems. And then mm. when they made him like the rich guy, you know, this was like 13 going on 30. Only depressing and not <laughs> fun. So I, I think, you know, I wouldn't change anything about the cast if, if they had just turned this into a comedy rather than like a, yeah. a drama, then I think it could have been better. Too bad. Too bad indeed. We loved seeing Dr. Sam Redford. And honestly, I was rooting for it because Terry Hatcher and him doing... They had great chemistry, but there wasn't enough romance. There was always a lot of banter and fighting and family and business. And I'm like, dude, give me the fucking... I want, I want feels. I didn't get that. So, sorry. But guys, those may have been our mistletoe misses. But this episode, it's got a lot of slated. So we'll see you after the break. Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. You are still here with me, Patty, and my co-host, Chingai. We are going through the seven movies from Countdown to Christmas and Miracles of Christmas. And guys, we finally made it to the slated movies. There are a lot this week, and we are grading on a curve, I know, but that's how life goes. It really depends on where you get slotted in. So thank you, <laughs> Hallmark Programming, for giving us the goods on Thanksgiving week. We go to our next movie... A Christmas Together With You on Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas, starring Laura Vandervoot, Niall Mater, and Harry Lennox. During the Christmas season, Megat and her father figure, Frank, head out on a road trip to find his long-lost love. Along the way, Megan finds the love of her own life. High school sweetheart. She was the first woman I ever truly loved. You ever thought about looking her up? 
Let the adventure begin. You really care about him, huh? Yeah, that's very kind of you, Frank. It's just not a great time. I guess some things just aren't meant to be. You're just gonna have to woo her. Did you say woo? Laura Vandervoort, Niall Mater, Harry Lennox. One dance, for old time's sake. Guys, what can I say? <laughs> Niall Mater is back in our lives, baby. <laughs> the turnaround is amazing, guys. It's really kind of nuts what a love for an actor can do for you. Niall Mater brought us Never Kiss a Guy in a Christmas Sweater last year. Laura Vandervoort brought us playing Cupid earlier this year. And honestly, I was so excited to see their pairing. I did not expect to enjoy it this much. First off, I mean, tropes. We've got so much of it. We've got broken engagements. You've got like restaurant owners. I kind of, I got a, like a playing Cupid, like flashback for a second there. But you also have a road trip and we have a grandpa. And I know Chingai has lots to say about grandpas. And, and, and I really like, I actually shockingly appreciated the relationship between Laura Vanderwood's character and Frank. Uh, this actor is amazing. We've seen him in other stuff. He's that actor you kind of see in like non-Hallmark stuff, so meaning he's legit. And then he comes to Hallmark <laughs> and, and brings it. No, I mean, right? Come on. Credibility. It's credibility, which I... I like Peter Gallagher. Exactly. It's like, the, it's like Peter Gallagher came and, and graced our presence. So I really actually appreciated like... It's finding old loves. It's reconnection. Niall really strikes gold again. He comes off as very, like... He has energy. He has this energy about him that's, like, very playful, but also just like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious about you. I want to get to know you. And honestly, he can get to know me any fucking day of the week. Laura needs to be in so many more things. She is so underutilized. Clearly, we've enjoyed her two out of two movies. She has this vibe about her that isn't annoying but can do the yeah I can do it you know like I mean you know the alpha Hallmark loves this capable woman trope which is good women are more than capable but she does it in a non-annoying way because sometimes some other blondes on the Hallmark do it in a slightly <laughs> more annoying way and so I like it she she hits that mark for me moments there were so many moments the, the smelling I, I forget when this was when she was going like, was the date and then wanted to smell each other. Anyway, guys. I wrote that down too. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. When did this happen? I, I don't know, but I remember. Smelling. Exactly. I remember the scene. I can't tell, guys. Guys, we watched so many <laughs> movies this week. I'm kind of not. I'm kind of going nuts here. No, but I really, really liked how everything kind of just fell into place. This movie had a bit of a lot of plot lines going on from the finding of the, finding of the ex-love to like having their own like super full hectic life. To it, It's kind of... It was a bit much, but because of the apt and able hands of Laura and Niall, you were rooting for them. And I think that's the difference between this and um, Kiss Before Christmas is that even if there was a lot going on here, there was still the romance and there was still the cuteness and there was still like the usual Hallmark tropes, which I look for. So yeah, I enjoyed this one on a curve. Obviously, it's lower than others, but... On its own on a separate week, I think I would have been fawning over this a lot more. It's amazing what Hallmark can do to you. Like I had no idea who Niall Mater was <laughs> before we started this podcast. <laughs> and I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> and now I, I'm just in love with him when he's in a movie. I'm 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 there. I am so there. Okay, so we've established how much we love their chemistry mm. and, and and you know the wrapping gifts yes. together and his finger gets stuck in the ribbon. All of that aside, 
I I really think that there's a place in Hallmark for like buddy comedy yeah. movies, and this is kind of that with Laura and you know the the grandpa <laughs> yes. who she's driving around. I loved that chemistry. I mean, there was chemistry between them too. Mm-hmm. And and so you're invested in the two storylines. Yes. Just like one December night, right? There's two things going on simultaneously. And and you you want to follow both. And that's what this movie does very well. You know, you and it, it's like it ticks both boxes where you know, you get the romance, yes. but you also have that heartwarming, yes. you know, you want to cry kind of. I did. Like warm, <laughs> hot chocolate feeling. Oh. And of course, you get a bit of cheese. You get you get them in the fire pit and there's a meteor shower mm-hmm. and it's okay because it's Nile, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, it, got, it gave me like five-star Christmas vibes in a sense with like the fire pit Christmas. I mean, there are these tropes that you've seen before, but it was fresh because the actors are so key to it. I think this movie, road trip movies are always fun. We've had it with Rachel A. Cook and, um, mm-hmm. and the past, exactly, Reason Halt in the past. And, and this one felt like that kind of vibe, like, oh, shucks, but buddy, buddy, but it was so good. And I really appreciated it. So good job slaying it on our Christmas together with you. Not to say that the the old people's love story wasn't good yeah, yeah, either. No. I loved how sassy she was too. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, so both ways. We get a lot of love and we have a lo- lot of love mm-hmm. for this movie. Speaking of <laughs> a lot of love, let's go on to The Nine Kittens of Christmas starring Kimberly Sustad, Brandon Routh, and Gregory Harrison. Cat lovers Zachary and Mary Lee are thrown back together at Christmas when they, they're tasked with finding homes for a litter of adorable kittens. Ten-week-old kittens. Somebody left them at the fire station this morning. Look at this face. Sound the alarm. Operation Kitten Rescue. Are you implying that there's more to this pet adoption than pet adoption? Brandon Routh, Kimberly Sustad, and Gregory Harrison return for a perfect holiday romance. See you later. Today, a job meetup. Join up, live. I'll see you there. Rendezvous. I was a little wary of this because Hallmark doesn't really do sequels very well, <laughs> as we've seen in the multiple series that keep coming back year after year. And I have so much love for this franchise, quote unquote. Um, I, I remember we talked about it before, and like I forced this movie on my cat lover sisters-in-law and they loved it and I was so excited but also scared when I found out that they were bringing these two back. <laughs> and the minute this, this movie opened and I saw all these familiar faces like the fire chief Jeez. and and him with with uh, with the salt and pepper hair and Kimberly, we love Kimberly, we right? So it was just like this warm, like I felt like I was being wrapped in a warm blanket and I don't have any cats or kittens around me, but I felt that like it was just so nice and so fun to see them together again. And, you know, she's saddled, saddled with a new boyfriend and she lives in Miami. And so there, there's a twist right away. Um, they, they don't end up together. And then obviously they, they come back together and it's just nice to see that exact same chemistry mm-hmm. But with an edge. Because you know how they, they played it very awkwardly with each other in the first movie. And that, that awkwardness is still there. But you do see how their history unravels like as they, they interact a little bit more. And um, they, they brought the, the chief into the storyline too. So another grandfather <laughs> type who, 
<laughs> who I love. Um, so I, I like that they were redoing an old truck versus before they were doing his house. Mm. There's just a lot of callbacks in this exactly. movie, even the, the grocery scene. So there, if, if you watch the first one, you know, you're, you're in on it. You're in on all the, the inside jokes. Um, I like that her sister played a bigger role yeah. and her sister's not annoying. Nah. There was no one annoying. Everyone was, everyone was great. And, you know, there were, they were just blubbering around each other, which is so much fun. And I like, I like the, I mean, we all know how this movie's going to end. It's so predictable. And, but that's what we look for in Hallmark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this was exactly what I wanted for this movie. And I love that that's how it turned out. This is how you do a sequel, Hallmark. Here's the thing. The way they ended the first movie, it seemed like they were together. But then they give us this like plot twist at the beginning. I'm like, wait, what? Why is she kissing this guy? Who is this guy? So it was really a nice way to set it up. And yet, yes, all the familiar characters. I love Mia Fire Chief. And that Fire Chief and his own little storyline was actually, oh, it's retiring. Like, I, 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 it brings the attachment. It, I think that what's great about this movie is if you did not watch the first movie, you wouldn't be totally lost. Mm-hmm. With the second one. And that's super important. I know that there are some... We do series. I think for Christmas installments, we don't do a lot of sequels. We do a lot of same theme. Godwing. We have Christmas mm-hmm. like Time for Us. Um, Angel Falls and all that. But those are not great. But this... This is great. I would love a threequel to this. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm all for it because it looks like they haven't aged, honestly. Brandon yeah. and Kimberly awesome. Susted look the same age, if not younger. It's amazing. I don't know if it was a filter on the camera, but I was like, wait, did they just record the first one like last year? Because it, it really felt welcoming, warm, warm welcome home. Same character, so nice. It gave, it ha- it gave me Chesapeake vibes for some reason. Of like, oh, people I know and love, and they're back. And I would love to see more of this. You know what? This does right. Like, we, we've seen the advent calendars before. And we've also seen it in Netflix. Yes. But anyway, they, they bring an advent calendar uh, mixed in with a dead mom trope. <laughs> like, with a, with a Christmas CEO, it, it just felt recycled and reused. And they brought the advent calendar here, but it was okay. They incorporated a kid, and it was okay. And it's because they have that, you're right, that Chesapeake Shores warm, yes. familiar, familiar feeling where it's just everything ties in together, like neatly wrapped with a big red bow. And we just, we just love them together. And yeah, I would love a third part for this. I love that Hallmark really tried to bring the big guns on Thanksgiving week. And I'm so glad so far it's been slaying it. So, will we feel the same way after the break? Spoiler, of course we will. We'll see you in a bit for our last two movies for this episode. See you then. And we are back on But Make It Hallmark, still counting down to our movies this week. We're on our last two, guys. Hang in there. We've got some good ones coming up, like Nantucket Noel, starring Sarah Power and Trevor Donovan. During the seaside Noel celebrations, Christina learns of a developer who is planning to tear down the wharf that is home to her toy store. Tensions rise as she falls for the developer's son, Andy. You okay? Yeah. My parents used to bring me down here every summer. My mom used to love the lighthouse. Uh, who was that? 
the word is. He's redeveloping the wharf. My family's been here for three generations. I have to do something. Where are you going? Take a chance. It's an adventure. And discover the joy. It'd be good for you to have some fun for once. You trust me, don't you? A seaside Christmas. Maybe you can teach me. Nantucket Noel. Guys, we love Trevor Donovan. <laughs> we do. We love him. And sometimes he isn't paired with the best leading ladies because in the past couple of Christmas movies or movies in general, I've been like, mm, I don't know. But this year, we got it. Sarah Power from Good Witch gets her happy ending. They did her dirty in Good Witch. I will never forget that. But now we get her. I feel like this is like an alternate universe where her Good Witch character gets her like come uppance because she still owns a store except now it's a toy store and it's quite cute with the mural of like the mermaids and we get the backstory with her mom and how it's the one thing tying them together it actually had like the small town big city bad guys coming in to demolish a wharf and like townspeople quirky townspeople who do theater troops it had a very like gilmore girls vibe to the secondary characters of how they were quite well formed um but also we get the uh, small town uh, happenings like the I don't know like they were walking through caroling they were doing the the seaside I mean the actual like boat parade and then we get the influx of this big city guy uh, Trevor Donovan in his wonderful double-breasted suits and wonderful coats his shoulders are quite broad and I was distracted by it because I was like <laughs> wow he's a big man um, and then we get his daughter who is a budding thief and I kind of love yeah. it I love that this daughter was one they acknowledge that it was a divorce. They show the mom right away. She's not dead. She's not a widow. That it was it was tough on her. And she's acting out by stealing. What is this Hallmark channel? It was fresh to me. I really like that. And then they brought in his dad, Andy's dad, who was quite the evil character. I mean, of course, we all know there's like a broken heart there somewhere. But then deep inside, it had some Grace and Frankie old people. We actually, you know, I'm here to love you. Open up your heart, blah, blah, blah. Side stories. Again, lots of things going on here. We know where it's ending. Of course, they're going to somehow have everybody have a happy ending. But I love that they still kind of destroyed the wharf in the end. I mean, they did it. They're <laughs> going to rehabilitate it, blah, blah, blah. But they really stuck to their guns with it. And I enjoyed it in that, like, usually I don't enjoy when the big bad company, like, really pushes their agenda. and Because the, then they'll keep focusing on it, right? But here, they had a really nice balance because Trevor Donovan had to keep doing his father's bidding, meaning he had to have, keep having all these conversations, authentic conversations, DM, with Sarah Power. And like from taking her to like the spot on the beach and having those moments and just like, oh yeah, let's kiss, blah, blah, blah. And, like, and then the next day having them like, oh, shit, shit's going down. Like I really liked how it just felt natural. Their friendship didn't feel forced. Their relationship and attraction didn't feel annoying, like, in like, don't force us down our throats. She was clashing with his dad constantly. And he was a bit of a pussy, to be fair, not, like, telling his dad down and, and defending her honor. But it was nice that he didn't either because she could take care of herself. And those awkward instances between his dad and her were actually quite tense, but they pulled it off. I, I like that they also didn't try to make her like this mother figure to this child and more like a friend because she's got a... We literally met the mother just a couple minutes back and it, it, it didn't... It, they could have gone so many times down a path that's more tropey, but they didn't. And I, I like that. I like that she found a space in the end that wasn't 
stuck on the wharf and that everything, you know, all's well that ends well for everybody. Um, it, it gave me some Baker's Son vibes in that like small town, adorable characters, and just like a really fiery spirit from Sarah Power. I really felt her good witch better self was here and I, I hope she has more leading lady roles because I really appreciated her and she can carry a movie better than other leading ladies in the past. So let's retire those old blondies and give give chances to these redheads and, and wonderful women. I've loved Trevor Donovan ever since I saw Love Fallen Order. And no <laughs> one has toppled Aaron Cahill no one. from the from his matches until strong female character, Sarah Power. She was amazing here. Um, I, I liked how she wasn't our stereotypical, you're right, mom type. You know, <laughs> she she was the friend and she was yeah. feisty, but not so feisty that it, it turns into a caricature. Yes. You know, she, she, she gave depth to this character, which I appreciate. I also, you know, love... Van Tucket and, and that area by the water, very Dawson's Creek, you're right, like <laughs> Baker's son. So, so we get a lovely environment and then this strong character, but then we also get Trevor Donovan, who I love. <laughs> okay, if Andrew Walker has mastered like the overlook, I think Trevor Donovan masters like the schoolboy charm. So it's, it's like hard, it's hard to picture him as like the big bad wolf from the big city out to mm-hmm. destroy small towns. But I think he married it. I guess he was the bad guy because he had facial hair this time around. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he has this uh, puppy, puppy dog quality to his eyes and his looks. And it was just mm. hilarious that, you know, he, he called himself Handy Andy. Oh, that was funny. There were a lot of tender moments here that didn't seem overly sweet. Mm-hmm. The s'mores, the lighthouse, the yes. just all the kind gestures. That that really broke me. <laughs> Driving her home after the dad makes such a big deal in the house, like even those small things. And okay, the father daughter thing was nice, and that they weren't super close, and that he was trying his best. So I like these new things. I like seeing Trevor Donovan. Let's be honest, I like him in anything. Shout out to. To the to his ex-wife being alive. Yes. And the the makeup artist here I was really good because her oh. skin was like the dewiest Fantastic. thing I've ever seen. She was beautiful. <laughs> they didn't ma- I like that they made the ex-wife pretty and, and the kid wasn't overbearing. I mean she was a kleptomaniac. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love her. I love the kids' outfits too. Yeah. Strangely enough, and I love. Okay, speaking of like all the aesthetics of this movie, I love like the the tan and like rich purple palette of the clothes. It's just amazing to see attractive people falling in love. I love it in Christmas. Pretty people can do anything. No, the ex-wife. I'm not over her. Did they give her like some accent? Was she like European or something? Right? American. I love it. Sorry, we're clearly fixating on details, but that doesn't mean the greater the movie as a whole wasn't great. It was fabulous. And Nantucket Noel surprised us. I wish we had seen it later on in the week because details are a bit fuzzy to me now, but not bad. Good job, Hallmark. Good job, Hallmark. Please pair the wife with Jason McKenna next time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on. The final movie for this week. Am I right? Yeah. We made it's it. Un- unexpected. 
Protected Christmas, starring our favorite Bethany Joy Lance and our other favorite Tyler Hines without a beard. A writer convinces his ex-girlfriend to pose as a couple for Christmas. Emily. You came. Two exes? What are you doing here? Your sister said she thought we broke up and you didn't tell anyone. Yeah, I noticed that too. It's weird. Because I haven't told them. One major merry mix-up. What if you stay here for a week so that my family can enjoy Christmas drama-free? Do you understand what a terrible idea that is? What is going on? I don't even know where, where to begin my voice. <laughs> oh, I love the fake relationship trope. This movie came right on time because I've been reading this book about a fake relationship. So, so, so I'm in that frame of mind. <sighs> okay, I, I know Patty has seen this more recently than me, so um, <laughs> I'm going to leave the details to you. Um, basically, this movie is comedy gold. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's the five-star Christmas yes. of 2021. Bethany Joy Lenz's comedic timing is chef's mm. kiss. And so is Tyler Hines. I, I love that he's not saddled with a newbie actress, country singer this time <laughs> around. And, and not with Erin Krako. I love Erin Krako, but not with Tyler no, Hines. No, no, I, no. This, was just, this was just the perfect match. I, I don't know if, like, has Bethany Joy Lenz ever gotten a bad match? I don't know. She, she just plays comedy so, so well. Okay, let me slow down. My heart is beating very fast. <laughs> they have to pretend that they're still seeing each other because Tyler Hines didn't tell his family that they'd split up. And his, fam his family obviously loves her. I love that Tyler Hines is a speechwriter. Shout out to everybody else who listens to Crooked Media. John Favreau, <laughs> Tyler Hines. I can't. Okay, we get older parents who are fun. And I know I've seen that, that mom somewhere. I don't virgin know where. River. There you Died go. Died Virgin River. <laughs> okay. I'm just all over the place. Because like, you know, I remember this movie and I, I just see like, I just see moments and fla mm -hmm. flashes in my mind. And, and I just feel warm all over. My cheeks are very, very hot right now. I love how like they have these like little physical touches with she touches his arm you know and then and then and then they they bring up the past and it's nostalgic but it's not overly sweet and then oh my god we get an andrew walker cameo yes. <laughs> like, could this could this movie get any better no yes it can because patty figured out that it was paul campbell who yes. freaking wrote this movie <laughs> i mean i can't i have i can't <sighs> and is is it that sitting on the dock of the bay guy there too as yes. the boss oh my god <laughs> yes it was the boss 27 hour day tito <laughs> it's like everything it's everything this movie is the gift of this season and we're not even done with the season but i i have a feeling this is gonna be like way up there it is way up there i was not prepared for how much i would be so in love with it Shinkai has mentioned a couple of details, but things to shout out, LGBTQ representation. Tyler Hines' sister is lesbian, and just like, nothing, no fanfare about it. Brings in the campaign manager, who's also a lesbian, and they're just like, yeah, we're going on a date. Uh, am I your date to the wedding? Like, I love those little touches. Asian kid that she adopted, I assumed. At first I was like, ooh, does she have an Asian husband? Ellen never kiss a guy in a Christmas sweater? No, she, this is just like, 
random Asian kid, which I love. We get like um, Love Actually vibes with the weird Christmas tableau um, scene <laughs> at the ending where he plays a unicorn. But guys, Bethany Joy Lens is a fucking queen. Her hair in this movie, she's had great hair in every single thing she's done with Hallmark. Her clothes in this movie were awesome. When they were, her coat, that big coat. Her jacket. Yeah, 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 exactly. Wearing a leather skirt, like, she just brought it. The hair, the hair was wild. I loved it. The way she would speak to Tyler Hines in a very Paul, I could see Paul Campbell. Yes, yes. In this fast-paced, rapid-fire, Kimberly Sussman, Paul Campbell chemistry. she flicks the cookie out of his hand. Those little freaking details are freaking gold and obviously i love the andrew walker cameo here and then we get um a tyler hines cameo so i love this these best friends just entering each other's lives but andrew walker watch out because tyler hines is coming for you he is coming for your crown but you know what we can have many kings on hallmark channel and i propose a co-chairmanship of the kingdom (laughs) because honestly tyler hines has blown me away i really love when he was practicing the speech in his car, trying to tell his parents of why they mm-hmm. broke up. And then he gets to the part where and because I was scared that I was not going to be enough for her. And I'm like, oh my God, break my fucking heart. Break my heart. And like, and how he just, how they came through for each other in the end. And then of course we have the reveal of like, oh no, the parents all heard we've been make, faking this this whole time. I also love the scene and I love the family. I love the family. It's five-star Christmas vibes and like ensemble, fun, crazy. That entire sequence wherein she woke up and he didn't wake up because he took sleeping pills and then she was interacting with every member of the family Mm -hmm. and it was chaos it was real chaos it didn't feel like with the christmas tree falling like the (laughs) elements were all there and yet you were just focused on how frazzled she was like where the fuck is he and then finally in the end it gave me notting hill vibes when they were doing the car car chase to look after look for her it it really gave me Notting Hill vibes of when Will Thacker was trying to look for Anna Scott like Mm -hmm. in the different hotels where she was doing her like it just gave me those flashbacks and I was getting chills because I'm like this is how you do a rom-com Christmas movie everything so far has been good to you know not too bad and some of them have been good but this is it this felt 2020 levels Mm -hmm. like 2020 was a gold standard for us and so many good movies, but this felt like it would fit right in there. BJL, Tyler Hines, please never, never let us down. I love it. Honestly, like, Paul Campbell's behind this movie. Like, what was he even doing in that movie he starred in? If, if he, you know, he clearly knows what a good movie is, right? What's he doing wasting his time in the other movies? Anyway, Paul Campbell <laughs> is gonna ha- showed up in The Nine Kittens of Christmas. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, and that was a nice one because Kimberly and yeah, yeah, and their, yeah. I love their So I love this, like, Hallmark Cinematic Universe intermingling. It's happening. I love yeah. it so much. Um, just, I think it's worth mentioning that they did develop the relationship between Tyler Hines and his sister really mm. well. I love the dynamic. Um, it wasn't like they just they put a sister there just to have you know, yeah. just to have a Lots sister. There was really a relationship, and I like that she was in on the whole farce. Yes, it, it was. It was fun, and yeah, yes to diversity, and mm-hmm. yes to non awkward lesbians. <laughs> Being in the story because we've seen it, we've seen, we've seen it this year, and you this was the right one. way to do it. Um, I love her shed. I love her she shed in the mm-hmm. back where she was like, 
fess up, dude. And I love how she was not below stooping to tattletale on him, to blackmail him to get... Like, it's those little comedic details that make the Hallmark movie fun. And BJL and Tyler stepped up because the dialogue was so fast-paced. I could not watch this in more than one X speed. I watched it in one X speed twice because the dialogue was just so rich and layered and, and the way they would rehash their relationship and figure out why things... And, Oh, fuck, I can't get over it. I'm gonna, after we do this, I'm gonna watch it again. Let's see. So it. many authentic conversations. This yeah. movie is gonna be a classic. I mean, oh, yeah. we could, right? We see it now. It's it gonna is. be one of those top Christmas movies that we're gonna watch again and again. Clearly, guys, an unexpected Christmas. It unexpectedly fucking climbed up the charts, slaying, slaying, slaying all the way. But, guys, when we're back, Forever and ever, our favorite segment of the episode, Merry Kill, Christmas edition. See you then. Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark, Merry Kill, Christmas edition. We've had a lot of movies this week, so it was really hard for me to bring <laughs> the number down. I've picked two for each category. I, I'm sorry for being indecisive, but there was just too many. Too many. Okay, as per you, let's start with our kills. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say that I'm gonna kill Jay, the guy from <laughs> the, the, the magic realism guy in the time travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in a time travel movie, yeah. Kinda. Well, it was a yeah. anyway. Jay, I call him the Good Witch because he was like the magic yeah, guy. Yeah. I, I just, you know what? It just made me scared. It, his presence made me scared, and I just want it. I want him gone. And along with him, <laughs> is it is it obvious? I don't know. I don't care. I'm killing Paul Green. Bye. I'm I'm killing Paul Green as well. I think that one scene without a shirt. I'm like, Hallmark, you don't do this. Why are you doing this now? Just because he's willing doesn't mean you should do it. So just for that alone, kill him. Honestly, that movie, I don't, I can't believe. 2X was not enough. 2X was not <laughs> enough for that movie. So sorry, Paul Green. I don't know how you're ever going to get into our good graces. Maybe if you leave one call heart. Oh my God, I'm so mean. It's Christmas. Sorry, we're just <laughs> killing you. Let's forget this. All right, let's move on to our fucks. Okay. I think I fucked him last year too. I'm fucking now. I'm still <laughs> fucking him too. <laughs> Isn't it fucking crazy how Niall Mater has yeah. wormed himself into our panties? I swear. Every, every year, year. Every year. The thing is with him, it's like there's this naughty look about him that he never really acts on. It's just like he's thinking it. I can see him thinking it. But yeah, I'm like, yes, let's have some fun. Niall Mater. He's like this unsuspecting guy. And then, and then he sneaks up on you at the last minute. And then you realize, oh my God, I would so Exactly. <laughs> seven movies this week seven <laughs> and yet how are those guys and yet and yet i'm like no that's this one i'll later once again <laughs> um i i did say i'd have two and because he's back this week i'm fucking andrew Walker. <laughs> hi <laughs> I, I think i married him yeah, last time so this time I'm, it's gonna be a fuck for me. no i love that I, I i really like that i think if i were gonna choose my second fuck it was not the best movie, but I love Sam Radford. And honestly, in his expensive coats and his Porsche. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Sam Radford. All right. Marriage time. I mean, we know. Who are we tying we the know. knot with? We I know. have a feeling you know. it's going to be the same person. <laughs> so I have two. Okay. And they both start with the letter T. <laughs> T. 
Trevor Donovan and Tyler Hines. Uh, yeah, two two grooms and a bride. I'm loving this throuple, this throuple life. Um, I can have your husband, one husband on the weekend. I'll take Tyler Hines any day of the week. He looks great with facial hair. He looks good without it. But my gosh, the short hair, the no facial hair. I was like, who is this clean cut John uh, Favreau like wannabe? I love it. I love it so much. This campaign speechwriter thing really hit me hard in my crooked media fantasies. And it's just like, God damn it. We love a It's man. like Paul Campbell wrote him for he us. He did. Paul Campbell. Oh my God. You know what Paul Campbell needs to do? Paul Campbell needs what? to do a what women want, Hallmark, but make it Hallmark. And he's the guy. Like he can hear people's thoughts because yeah. he would be so good at it. He's so good. Because he already hears our thoughts. <laughs> he hears our thoughts anyway. Paul Campbell, listen to us. What women want, holiday style, but make it Hallmark. I can feel it. You write it. You star in it. You direct it too. I believe in you so much. Paul Campbell wasn't even here this week, and we are talking about him a lot. But that's the power of. Paul you know Campbell. what? We'd fucking marry. I would marry him. Paul too. Campbell right Let's now. Marry We're marrying Paul Campbell. He was a scriptwriter. He brought us the movie of the decade. Therefore, I will marry Paul Campbell and Tyler Hines um, this week. <laughs> Lots of action this week, and even more next week. Maybe, maybe not. Oh, Who knows? Know. Next week, we dive into the back half of the Thanksgiving week movie marathon and, of course, next week's movies. So we hope to see you then. If you aren't following us on our socials, please do at Make It Hallmark on Twitter and at But Make It Hallmark on Instagram. Like, subscribe, share with friends our, our podcast, and we'd love to hear from you guys. And guys, we're, are we halfway there? Not yet? Kind of? I don't know. Kind of, yeah. We're, I think we're, we've hit the I halfway we've mark. we've hit the halfway mark. So thanks for hanging in there, and we'll see you guys next time on But Make It Hallmark. Hi. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.